With the ceasefire in Gaza becoming more and more unlikely, aid agencies are continuing to express grave concern over the humanitarian crisis. Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says a ceasefire would amount to a surrender to Hamas and it is a time for war. Uh, UNICEF's chief has warned of a possible catastrophe due to a lack of clean water. The WHO says hundreds have been killed in attacks on the health sector and the UN is warning civil order is deteriorating with people breaking into warehouses to take survival essentials. Palestinian Red Cross has this morning reported that heavy artillery and airstrikes have hit near Al-Quds Hospital and those sheltering inside the hospital are experiencing fear and panic. Joining us now from Sydney is Aaron Jagan, the humanitarian lead for Doctors Without Borders or Médecins Sans Frontières. Thank you for joining us this evening. Is MSF able to keep going in Gaza under these conditions? Hi, Lisa. Um, yes, the situation in Gaza right now, it's uh, catastrophic and hor- horrifying, doesn't even begin to describe it. The relentless bombing by the Israeli forces intensified so much. Our doctors are trying their best to continue working um, as best they can. We have sent supplies in there, but the situation right now, you know, the hospitals are not only overwhelmed, but they're running out of supplies. So it's imperative that we can continue keep, keeping to work there, but they need to be in a much, uh, it, it's very unsafe for our, our facilities right now there. You say supplies are getting in. Are you getting everything you need and the volume you need? Not at all. Since, the, since October 20th, I think less than 100 trucks have gone in. Um, and if you compare that to prior to uh, October 7th, nearly two to 300 trucks were going in daily to sustain the population of Gaza. Um, so you can see that this aid that's gone in is minuscule. Um, we've managed to get a little bit in, but we've still got tons and tons waiting to go through. I'm sorry to be so brutal, Aaron, but does that mean that your uh, doctors are having to make decisions where they only have enough to treat certain people? Um, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, I can share some pretty harrowing stories. You know, our doctors who are working in various hospitals in the Gaza Strip, uh, they've reported that they're seeing 800 to 1,000 patients a day per hospital. All of these are require, requiring emergency assistance. Many of them are children and women. So we're talking about extremely harrowing presentations. I mean, you've heard that the death toll is now over 8,000 people and more than that, more than 3,000 have been children. But we're seeing crushed limbs, burns, shrapnel wounds, serious trauma, and many patients can't receive treatment because of the lack of supplies and spaces. Our doctor recently described that many patients are amputating limbs without anesthetic or painkillers, and that's just as bad as it gets, really, from a medical point of view. Um, And it's just a spotlight on why we really need an immediate ceasefire to prevent more deaths and to stop this real indiscriminate bloodshed, bloodshed and the massive attack that's happening on Gaza right now. Some people working in the aid sector believe that it is on the verge of collapse in Gaza, your ability to help people and to carry on. Uh, that's, um, it's as accurate as you get in terms of the pressure that people are under right now. It's, uh, it's, it's where hospitals are running out of supplies. We're flooded with patients. There was a total communications blackout on the 27th of October. We've lost contact with many of our doctors. We're trying to keep in touch with them so that uh, we can we can see what they need and 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 try and get supplies in th- through but this is exactly the re- it's the sentiments that you've just shared now 
And what I've just shared is exactly why we need a ceasefire and why we need why there needs to be a lifting of the siege to allow increased and continuous humanitarian supplies into um, into Gaza, essential items including food, water, as well as fuel, um, and ensuring some kind of a safe passage to reach the people with the greatest needs. Israel seems to be firm on this, though, Aaron, very firm on it. The Prime Minister saying it is a time for war and that to have a ceasefire, well, that's tantamount to surrendering to Hamas. And I think the politics of this are going to be the politics. And, of course, we're horrified and shocked at, 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 uh, at, at you know, the killings on, that, have, that have happened on both sides of this. But the impact of delaying for a ceasefire means that there will be a continuous um, amount of lives that will be lost. And we're already seeing what, what really does amount to collective punishment of the Gaza Strip. The siege that's been imposed, the withholding of food, water, fuel, and electricity, it's, unconscion- it's an unconscionable. Uh, and, and, you know, the complete siege of Gaza is not only a violation of international, international humanitarian law, but it's a crisis of humanity. So I'd really like to draw back down to at what cost? And the cost is absolutely at the expense of the people. Israel has also alleged that Hamas is using uh, places like hospitals and clinics to shelter and that they have a sophisticated network of tunnels under those facilities. Would you like to speak to that allegation? I think it's important for us to, to talk about health care facilities and medical structures in conflict. These are protected spaces. These are spaces where civilians should be able to go receive treatment. And even in this conflict, there have been thousands of people that are seeking shelter there because the usual places such as schools, camps, are all being targeted by, uh, by, um, by airstrikes. They're being hit. Now, as of 23 October... According to the WHO, 72 healthcare facilities have been attacked in Gaza. What, what you've just spoken to and what I'm speaking to right now shows you that there are just no safe spaces in Gaza right now, which is exactly why there needs to be a ceasefire. The way in which war con- is conducted matters, and I think that responsibility is squarely upon the international community, and I think the actions of the world leaders are too weak, too slow, um, we've seen this non-binding UN resolution for humanitarian truce. It's done nothing to rein in this indiscriminate violence. So I think we need to go back to the fundamental principles of medical structures being protected um, and and very important for uh, for civilians who are trying to trying to live under pretty brutal circumstances in Gaza right now. Thank you for your time, Aaron. That's Aaron Jagan, uh, and he is from Doctors Without Borders, Médecins Sans Frontières, speaking there from Sydney.